You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. In this edition, we continue our series of short podcasts featuring women poets from Cornwall. This time we feature Mary J. Oliver. You'll hear poems, music and soundscape, much of it created in Cornwall. We'll also include a short piece about Cornwall itself, which looks into the origins of the county as an artistic centre and its influences on the women poets in our series. Uninhabited island of Kara. I climb out of the clinker-built boat as it skids to a halt in the sand, head straight for the ruin on the hill, belly down, hide from the mainland, its adulterous lies, silent and still, until a rabbit. Assuming I'm dead, nibbles grass so close to my face, I can hear it gulping. Till an oyster catcher, mistaking me for driftwood, perches on my hip. Till the peregrine tells me the secret of her eerie in the cliff. Till I'm startled awake by the rhythmic crunch of army boots. No. A wild billy goat, ripping up heather by the roots. His spooked rectangular pupils staring down at me, stuck in the boiling clay of you. There's a lot of sea around Cornwall, and the Tamar River virtually cuts it off from Devon. What an impact this has had on its inhabitants. The combination of granite, sea and sky produces an extraordinary quality of light that has attracted many visitors, especially since travel became easier after Brunel's Bridge over the Tamar was opened in 1859. The colony of artists in the far southwest developed into the Newland School of Painting around the turn of the 19th century. They were fascinated by the fishermen's working life, but their focus was always on the stunning natural light. At the same time, the Falmouth College of Art opened and became one of the most prestigious art schools in the country. In the 20th century, St Ives became the centre for the development of British abstract modernism, with Ben Nicholson and Barbara Hepworth leading the way. They were joined by Bernard Leach, one of the foremost British studio potters. The importance of these movements is as evident today as ever. 
The Tate Gallery St Ives, the Exchange Gallery Penzance, the Leech Pottery, thriving and increasing tourism, bringing much-needed wealth to the county. Writers also contribute to an overlap with this rich cultural scene. Some, like Charles Causley, were born and bred here, a teacher and poet from Launceston, in the north of the county. His work is kept alive today by the very active Causley Trust and the annual Causley Causley Festival. Others come from everywhere, put their roots down and contribute to the county's creative drive. Poet Peter Redgrove taught liberal studies at Falmouth College of Art, starting a link between writing and visual arts, which thrives today at the University in Falmouth. Poet Penelope Shuttle is the driving force behind the Falmouth Festival of Contemporary Poetry. Pascal Petit and Katrina Naomi are among many successful poets who have moved here in recent years. Novelist Patrick Gale lives near Senan in the far southwest and runs the Centennial Book Festival. Right in the middle of Cornwall, you have Bodmin Moor Poetry Festival. Melissa Hardy created the Hypatia Trust in Penzance, acknowledged worldwide as a centre of excellence which supports women's achievements through research, exhibition and training. The list goes on and on. It's difficult to get out and about in Cornwall, that is true. It's a long haul to get anywhere. But there's so much art and poetry going on here. One wonders sometimes why anyone would bother. Torso to torso. I will lie down beside you, unwantedly hearing Schubert's quintet, your face in my hands. I'll wriggle my groin, kiss a scar on your chin. Remember Nossos, I'll say, and cycling to Applecross, and New York, that ice block melting off a skyscraper missing us by inches? I'll put your arms around me, my cheek against your chest, as when we danced in the kitchen to a blackbird's deafening song. I'll keep you warm with my breathing, but not be able to believe this. Undressing the Dead Vancouver, 1929 Men of the jungle, we sit in silence on the shore of Burrard Isle, too weak to protest. We just groan about the mess Prime Minister Bennett has made, how we'd manage the affairs of state a bloody sight better if we had his millions, his private education. We sit, poking small fires, sharing stews and narcotics to numb the pain. I look round. These men have given up. I have to get out. But I need a coat. I root through a bundle of clothes on a trailer. It's solid. It's a man. Thank you. 
already dead. I undress him. Play to Win, London, 1916. Fred refused to come down from the attic. Stay up here, little brother, with me, he'd say. Learn the savage art of bare-knuckle boxing. Like Bill Neat, the Bristol butcher, our famous fighting grandfather. He'd dust me up. Come on, Jim, defend yourself. Your country needs you. Stay on the balls of your feet. Spin, spin, spin. Late into the night, I practice my right jab and my left hook and my footwork. Our man in tears. We'd switch sometimes to chess. Come on, Jim, he'd say. It's all the same. Play to win. Fight to the end. The music you heard accompanying these poems was written by Cornish composer Judith Bailey and performed by Cornish pianist Deborah Kane. NGO Lunch Break Accra. You arrive at midday in a cloud of red dust. I jump in beside you. We kiss. I lick the grit of your muscular lips. I can't take my eyes off the shape of your arms, your pythonesque grip on the wheel. We skid to a halt at first sight of the sea. I sprint to the sand, then turn from the blue to embrace you gripping your hips with my knees as you lift me high off the ground and run with me, laughing, teeth crashing down the slope to the tide coming in. The Atlantic Ocean warm as blood. I float, my head in the palm of your hands for 50 minutes precisely. by Mary J. Oliver. Our readers were Tiffany Clare, Piers Owen and Jade Matthew. Jim Meat, The Case of a Young Man Down on His Luck, from which some of these poems are taken, is published from Seren Books and was the subject of a previous alternative story podcast. Original music was composed by Judith Bailey and Chris Gregory and performed by pianist Deborah Kame and Chris Gregory. Soundscapes were by Chris Gregory. Sound design, mixing and editing were Chris Gregory. The presenter was Holly Sangster. Additional material was read by Kelly Winkler. Please subscribe to Alternative Stories and Fake Realities in your favourite podcast app to listen to all our content. We produce audio drama, short fiction and poetry from both sides of the Atlantic. 
If you have a friend or family member who you think might enjoy our podcast, please spread the word and help us grow our audience so we can continue to produce exciting and high quality content. If you have any comments about our show or suggestions for future topics we might explore, we'd love to hear from you on office at alternativestories.com. Thank you for listening to Alternative Stories and Fake Realities.